Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. In my view, we've already waited too long to deal with this climate crisis. We can't wait any longer. It's a whole-of-government approach. Put climate change at the center of our domestic, national security, and foreign policy. President Joe Biden entered the White House touting his climate agenda, but his base is asking, when will he ever actually fulfill those promises? Our plans are ambitious, but we are America. We're bold. The president is facing even more pressure now since he has struggled to notch major legislative wins and, at the same time, his progressive base is beginning to lose patience. Today, Politico's Josh Siegel on Joe Biden's climate legacy so far as president. It's Tuesday, February 15th. So, Josh, you and our colleague Alex and I talked to folks for the story examining where President Biden's climate agenda stands more than a year in. What are some of the things you heard that Biden has done to fight against climate change since becoming president? Yeah, I think the biggest achievements so far have really been about reengaging the U.S. on the global stage. So some might call that symbolic steps, but of course the administration allies would say they are important. So some of these are rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement, of course, and then they hosted a domestic summit event where there was an agreement to really do more aggressive action among countries this decade to put the 2050 goals of net zero emissions in reach. And then there was the UN climate conference in Glasgow where the US really played an influential role in reaching agreement to combat methane. More than 100 countries agreed to cut methane at least 30% by 2030. The US and China reached an agreement to work together on climate. Not a ton of specifics or new there, but a lot of observers saw that as as notable, that China and the U.S. were back on good terms with climate. And then on the regulation front, they've done some initial moves that most analysts consider and most activists you know, promising, such as dealing with methane emissions again. And on fuel efficiency, they've started to strengthen fuel efficiency standards. On the legislative front, bipartisan infrastructure bill does have some climate pieces involving building out transmission helping existing nuclear plants, and also some resilience measures, adaptation measures, and electric vehicle charging, of course, which this administration has really focused on touting those achievements recently as they've encountered roadblocks with their bigger Build Back Better agenda. And you also heard from some in Biden's Democratic base who aren't so impressed with his performance on climate so far. What did they say were the biggest disappointments? Yeah, so I spoke with a number of progressives in Congress, and the concern they have is, is really, it's build back better, right? I mean, that this was the big promise, incorporating all the different aspects of the democratic agenda, but especially on climate, it really was in many ways a climate bill. You know, you had the most money dedicated to climate, over $500 billion. It's mostly these tax credits we've talked about, but they're really supercharged tax credits, 10 years covering all these different technologies that we haven't seen before, like energy storage. These are really the linchpin that Democrats were counting on to meet the targets that we discussed earlier, the targets that the U.S. reengaged on in Glasgow. I mean, there's just frustration that this hasn't happened yet, and there's really urgency and anxiety about the timing element, right? I mean, the calendar is not their friend. We've seen the timeline move a lot, but at this point, it hasn't seemed like a top agenda item to a lot of Democrats in Congress over the last few weeks, and it's hard to see how it 
emerges as we're in election season, midterms coming along here in November, it's hard to envision it all coming together for them. Yeah, what about the timing? What is the party saying Biden can get done before the midterms? Yeah, I mean, the Democrats are still saying there's discussions happening behind the scenes to see about reorienting Build Back Better. We're hearing about maybe a, a March or April timeline where, where that, you know, those discussions really begin in, in earnest and we start to see publicly that there's actually progress being made. So there's other things ahead of it. And, and I think Democrats think that it's good to kind of give Senator Manchin some space. Obviously, the timing's a little tricky right now to do something now, given inflation concerns and the ongoing tensions between Russia and Ukraine that are weighing on energy prices, of course, and, and makes it difficult to kind of push in a, an agenda like this, or at least makes it tricky. So they're saying over the next few months, cooling off period, give it one last go to make this a reality. Also, the Department of Energy is focused on getting some, quote, early wins when it distributes grid and transmission funds allocated under the bipartisan infrastructure bill. That's what the acting assistant secretary and principal deputy assistant secretary in DOE's Office of Electricity, Pat Huffman, said to Politico on Monday. Huffman said those early wins would likely focus on enhancing the existing transmission system and adding capacity to existing rights of way. For context, the bipartisan infrastructure law gave DOE the power to determine whether a power line is in the public interest. And it gave FERC the authority to potentially overrule a state that vetoes or fails to act on permitting a line DOE has found to be in the national interest. State officials, however, have been concerned that the infrastructure law would allow federal regulators to override state authority on transmission, something Huffman largely avoided addressing during a Monday panel at the National Association of Regulatory Utility Commissioners Winter Conference. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. We'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that, one day, can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com forward slash RNG.